Asia. And I'm Stephanie. This podcast was created to provide a safe space and have healthy conversations where we expose you to our friendship of 16 years and we balance motherhood, friendships, and becoming entrepreneurs. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Brown and Balanced Podcast. I'm your host, DeAsia. And I'm Stephanie. We're just welcoming you in again for tuning in to another great episode with us. Thank you so much for joining us. And we cannot wait for you guys to hear the next topic of us talking about what does it mean to be a black woman? Let's keep the conversation going. DeAsia's response to how she felt as a black woman growing up. So DeAsia, what did it look like to you? So the same love that you had mm-hmm. now for your black culture and your black sisters and how you mm-hmm. feel about yourself, did you always have that same feeling growing up as a black girl? No. So I think that's why I have the level of love that I do have now for black women is because it wasn't, you know, I didn't see it at my home. I didn't see it a lot, even on, you know, TV. And a lot of times I was always criticized for like small things, like being a light-skinned girl, but then having like... Uh, thicker hair like oh my god your hair is so thick or you know it's unmanageable I don't know how to handle this or just you know small little remarks about stuff like that so I feel like I didn't get to see um, black women being praised a lot or you know just even being told that I'm pretty or I'm I'm beautiful so when I would see other girls that were even lighter than me or light skin or had curly hair or had softer hair I'm not gonna lie at one point I used to feel like oh why can't I look like them you know I want my hair to be straight I want my hair to be different and it's crazy because it took me to have a daughter to like you know to see how being raising a black girl you know making sure that we do properly teach them about their skin and encouraging them and always giving them that love and that reassurance because it starts at home you know so that way when you go out in the world you're not seeking you know validation from other people you know from men and from you know uh your peers your peers you know just trying to feel like you need to be accepted because your hair needs to look a certain way or your skin needs to be lighter you know my daughter she is fairly light however sometimes she struggles with her identity of her hair you know her hair is very long but she always wants it straightened And I remember uh, this was not too long ago. Uh, I had washed her hair, you know, blow dried it. So it was just in its natural state, you know, a little bit uh, curly. And she was like, I want my hair straightened. And I had to explain to her, Nyla, you can't get your hair straightened. And she was like, why? I want my hair straightened, you know, like the girls at school or like the girls on TV or like JoJo Siwa. And I'm like, well, your hair is not like them. So I'm reinforcing to tell her, like, your hair is beautiful. You know, it's magical. You can do so many things with it. We can we can have your hair straightened. However, we don't want to strip away your beautiful curls. We don't constantly want to put all of that heat and that damage on your hair. You don't need to wear your hair straightened, you know, just to feel pretty. You're pretty with your hair in braids. You're pretty with your hair in a bun. You're pretty with your hair in two ponytails. Like, your hair is magic. So... I think, like I just said, for me growing up, I didn't always see it. So I'm always just trying to make sure that I uplift, you know, the next woman. Like, oh, my God, you know, you look so beautiful. Or, oh, I love you. You know, your skin tone or that shirt looks really good on you if it's a darker skinned woman. You know, just giving them that extra, you know, boost. You know, like, girl, you are beautiful. You know, regardless. Or if I see somebody with an afro, like, oh, I love your natural hair. You know, just giving them that validation that no matter how you wear your hair or no matter your skin color, you know, you are beautiful. Because I didn't see that or witness that or experience that growing up. So I do just try to make sure now as an adult, I pass it on to the next woman. No, that's that's what we're supposed to do. That's always about, once we get what we talk about, it's always being aware. Like, mm-hmm. I know I talked about in, the, in part one about, you know, me growing up and how my hair texture has changed over mm-hmm. the years. And I think it's because somewhere down the line, they always instilled that, that little stereotype that, Light skin was approachable. Dark skin is unapproachable. You know, absolutely. And, and I feel like that and pinning that each always, other against yeah, each like, other. I feel like it always played like a part because it's like, okay, I'm gonna get my hair straightened because I want to be approachable. I want other people to feel like I'm I'm nice and warming. But when yeah. I wear my curly hair now, I, I now everyone thinks I'm unapproachable. Like, oh, how did you get your hair like that? Um, yeah. H2O. Like, what do you mean? Like water? Like, yeah. It's it's my natural curly hair. It mm-hmm. like I said, it took me up until. 2019 in my 20s well in my 20s to actually start appreciating my hair for what it was the texture the curls the the imperfect you know it's the curly hair it took me so long to even find out how to manage it because i was 
it was instilled in me to strip my hair follicles, mm-hmm. to to damage my hair. And then all of a sudden now we want to look white because we want to get wigs or weave or extensions. But it's mm-hmm. like, no, I now we're forced to do all these things because we done ruined and damaged our hair so much trying to be and look like you so you can accept us in this world. Yeah. And think about it like this, too. Though. That's why I said it wasn't presented in my home properly. Whenever I seen a little girl um, on a box, what did she have? Her hair straight was straight. Hair. Straight hair, straight ponytails, hair. whatever it ponytails, was. ponytails or even like the perm box. So you're Ooh. looking at that and you like, oh my God, I want my hair to look like hers. You know? And it's Perms like, were designed no. to destroy us. It was designed to destroy us. It's so crazy because it took me, like you just said, like as an adult to just realize like I haven't had a perm in like, man, almost... Like ten years now. But where did you think you got that idea from? What a to, perm to get a perm society. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just from being a little girl because I was always told that my hair was too thick to be, you know, managed. So they would just be like, okay, we're just gonna put a perm in there, you know, so your hair could be straightened. Then I got so used to it being straightened that I want my hair to look like this all the and time. And you felt ugly yeah. when it's not straight. Yeah, whenever it wasn't straightened, or I'd be scared to like get in the pool because I'm like, oh my god, like my hair is gonna shrivel up now. You know, about to have curls in the pool, and they're gonna be like, Oh my god, Don King! Oh my god, right? <laughs> <laughs> they do the be like, Oh my god, your she hair said, is so oh curly. Like, right. Oh, what are you about to do? Like, yeah. uh, put it in the bun, boo. Like, what you mean? Yeah, like detangle my curls. And that's a real black girl lesson, though. You know, once, once, once they get in that pool and they get the experience, like your hair, you know, is going to shrivel back up. However, there's nothing wrong with that. I have to tell my daughter that all of the time. That's why I don't straighten her hair. I'm telling her, you can't get your hair straightened and then we have to go to swimming class. It defeats the purpose. Your, your hair is going to get, it's gonna get messed money. up. Spent all that money for nothing and now you want to jump in the pool. But I'm teaching her that our hair is magical. You it, know? No, it is. It's just sad that like growing up, that's how we had to see things, you know? But... I know growing up, we had a lot of other issues, you know, with being a black child. And that's not just us taking away from our black brothers, you know, because I know it's not easy being a black boy, you know, mm, but we can, only, right. we can only speak on issues as far as being a black hair. woman, because yeah. that's what I was. I grew up as a black girl, not as a black man, not as a black yeah. boy, you know, and I know you guys have your own internal battles that you guys had mm-hmm. to deal with your silent battles that we don't always know about. But we want you to just take the time to understand sometimes where we come from in our backgrounds or why we see the world that we see, how we how we are, how we present it to the world, how yeah. we show our blackness in, in this culture. Yeah, and how we have learned to appreciate it and acknowledge and big up other black women. Without uh, tearing down the next one. Because that's that's so unnecessary to me. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I cannot stand I the dark that. skin versus light skin. Not even I, that. It's just, I even hate what our, sometimes what men do to us. When the men do it, exactly. Like, like it's okay if you have a preference. If that, like, that's yes. the person that you like. You know, that's just the person you Boom, like. Keep but it, it don't going. have nothing to do with color. You yes. know, you make somebody feel like they're not as beautiful because their color is not, you know lighter or you know darker i, hate, I don't like you know that. what i hate the terminology with the stereotypes mm-hmm. that they have for black women yeah they have like four large stereotypes of black women in society that i don't always 100 percent agree with and we're gonna go through those four but before we get there stephanie i just wanted to ask you so what will you teach your daughter about brown girl beauty that you felt like you didn't hear or learn growing up so i know i talked about it before about like you know it was a lot of colorism in my family whether it was intentional or not I don't believe that it was I don't I truly don't like my family is very loving however I do feel like based on how they grew up and their circumstances and their experiences you know they grew up in the 50s 60s 70s you know that's a totally different time period than when Mm -hmm. I grew up you know we grew up in like the late 90s early 2000s you know Mm -hmm. so it's a completely different generation okay shout out I'm saying that like it's just it's a different generation so it's like I don't think they intended for it to be colorism where they felt like you know light skin longer hair was deemed more pretty in my family you know opposed to you know my other family members who are more on the you know the darker skin shorter hair maybe Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more thicker you know 4c type you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that that's not manageable that doesn't mean that they're not beautiful you know, I never saw my family like that, but I can acknowledge how they were. Yeah. Like I said, they treated me and my sisters differently. My sisters and myself are two different complexions. I look more so like my mom's side of the family and my sisters. They're kind of like a good combination of both of them, you know, but my family will see them and say they look more like my dad. And there's nothing wrong with that. My dad is a, is a, is a black brother. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. 
You know what I mean? Like, black is beautiful. Like, I love me a, a yes, chocolate. Yes, okay? like, black is beautiful. I don't discriminate. Like, black is black because at the end of the day, the way I look at it is like that one drop rule, mm-hmm. we all black. So why does it matter what different shade of black you exactly. are? Exactly. That's what makes it so beautiful is because we come in all different shades and colors. Exactly. I so love me, me a good black man okay. with a beautiful chocolate man. Okay, with a big, beautiful smile. Ooh, some Girl. white teeth. Ooh, weakness. Ooh, okay, don't let them be tall and have waves. Don't let them smell good. Jesus, oh, you gotta smell good. Now, if you don't smell good, something not even right, girl. But ooh, an athletic build. <laughs> well, I think I'm describing my husband, babe. Uh, if you out there, girl, I'm waiting. <laughs> but it's just like I have another, you know, just like Deja. We have two black beautiful daughters. So me trying to teach her what I didn't know growing up, or what mm-hmm. I didn't always feel pretty, you know, me wanting to fit in. I guess you know, with with my my peers you know whether that was the kids in school with straightening my hair or wearing different type of clothing to try to fit in and do all these different things and try to manipulate my entire existence to fit into this society Mm -hmm. i want my daughter to understand that it's okay to be who she is it's okay to be your weird quirky self it's okay Mm -hmm. to be goofy it's okay to be serious it's Mm -hmm. okay it's okay to be black it's okay to just walk around and frolic and just be joyous and just pure and blissful like my daughter is like so goofy and so silly and Mm -hmm. like i i envy that about children Mm -hmm. because that innocence you know like Mm -hmm. we we all used to have that innocence you know before society basically beat us down and told us that like oh no that's that's not true like Mm -hmm. no you need to follow these rules in society you need to do this you need to be weary when you get stopped at a you know by a police officer you need to do -hmm. this when you get pulled over keep your hands on the steering wheel do this hands up like Mm -hmm. don't shoot like i don't want to have to teach my daughter things like that but i also want her to be fully consciously aware Mm -hmm. that everybody is not going to love her for who she is yeah but i want her to love herself who she is despite what anybody else is telling her Mm -hmm. so the affirmations that i'm trying to instill in my daughter today is what i didn't get growing up was Mm -hmm. you're beautiful Mm -hmm. your skin tone is beautiful Mm -hmm. your imperfections is beautiful your Mm -hmm. moles and freckles and everything that comes with you is beautiful Mm -hmm. like your hair texture is beautiful in any state that it's in your curly state your straight state if you want to get braids if you want to get a ponytail you want to wear a weave and you want to get a blonde wig boo Mm -hmm. do that for you Yes. Don't do it because you want to try to fit into society because they want mm-hmm. us to have these big butts, BBLs. Mm-hmm. But you just told us that this is what you didn't want. We was ridiculed yeah. for having big butts. We was ridiculed for having big lips, mm-hmm. big noses. All these things yes, that you guys are telling us to love now, woman. it's like mm-hmm. you already tarnished it in our brains mm-hmm. to make us not want to love ourselves to get all these work done. That's why all these women are getting all their nose jobs and mm-hmm. looking crazy as hell. Getting Like, mm-hmm. why are you changing the shit that God gave you? Mm-hmm. God made you in the image of himself. Yes. So that means that all of us are beautiful in every beautiful way. Beautiful and perfectly made. Every way that we are. Whether you big, small, big bone, I don't give a damn. Chicken bone, like you all beautiful. <laughs> Chicken bone. I'm just saying, like we all beautiful. Like that's what I'm trying to teach my daughters that yeah. Her hair is not the same texture as mine, and that's okay. Her Remember hair is that super Indian curly. Irish song? I am not my hair. And where is she at? I wait, wait, wait. What did they what did society do to her? She came out as a natural woman and they tried to destroy her. And she's still confident. She shaved off her entire hair. Yeah. Like I'm saying, she went through all those phases mm-hmm. trying to figure out and go back to finding herself. I love that video though. I love that. I love that yeah. type of generation of music didn't last yeah. because people didn't want to hear the truth. Yeah. They didn't want to acknowledge their true existence in this world. Of no, they didn't. And beauty. it's so crazy because now it took up till now where like all, everybody, to, everybody, come back everybody to, to come back to the natural and have YouTube girl. videos and show you, girl, this is how you retain your life. Yes. This is how I do a Hold natural up. Shout out to out. YouTube. Shout out yeah. to my YouTube sisters because yeah. they didn't, sh- listen, y'all, y'all saved my hair. Game. Y'all saved my hair. Yes. I was out here using Pantene and Garnier dying out here with this crunchy girl. she had me with the crunchy oh, curls too that stuff don't work it don't work it don't work it don't it don't i was it's looking true. like the pastor from coming to america Ooh, looking yes with the slick back yes but it was crunchy Ooh. well i was trying to get and these, stiff wait, but I, okay i'm just stiff to be fair i was trying to get them curls like just lift your soul that's the curls i was trying to get they was not mm-hmm. juicy y'all mm-hmm. they was mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. i'll be trying to i'll be trying so hard not to cut up on this microphone man <laughs> I really love your response, though. Um, I think that's the most important thing, though. It's just honestly just teaching our daughters that it is okay for them to be them. You know, I'm always teaching Nyla. Nyla, Nyla's you are so Nyla goofy. for a reason. Nyla's you know? so smart. 
she is so smart and she's so anointed and i just always try to tell her that like you don't have to try to fit in with other kids you know like kids are a lot of people are just naturally drawn to her i know that she has a special calling and anointing over her life and she hates the attention she's like oh why is people looking at me why is they doing this why why do these kids want to come over and play with me? i'm like you look different than everybody else you know they just they're just drawn to you to your energy yeah just to your energy and your innocence that's you that know? anointing but that's I, that spirit yes and i'm and i'm definitely always doing um affirmations with my daughter as well when she first started uh preschool we would just wake up every day in the morning before she would get ready to go to school and i would just have her you know just speaking it out loud like i am beautiful i am smart i am the smartest girl in my classroom like she still does that now so her confidence is very high you know at a young age and i want her to continue to carry that especially as a black woman because in this world you know we are not always presented you know properly and we are easily torn down like you just said for embracing our natural or just you know for having uh you know thicker hips and you know just certain you know facial features you know mm -hmm. that stuff has been used against us but now everybody wants, wants to go everybody wants to get plastic it's, surgery everybody now wants to and look get black bigger, without but, having yes, a black struggle exactly without having a black struggle without actually identifying and saying like oh i can relate to a black woman okay. or i am part black you know everybody wants to look like a black woman but they don't understand the experience and what we have gone through you know to get to this place so i'm always just teaching my daughter to just you know self affirmations and to just love herself you know completely for who she is regardless of her sandy brown color hair you know her lighter skin like god made you just the way that he wanted you to you are perfect in his image yeah and i feel like that's exactly why it's so important for us just mm -hmm. as a black community to uplift each other and that's black women yes. and black you know sisters all included because at the end of the day we do need each other not we just do. for reproduction we need each other just in society to keep evolve and to grow mm -hmm. like we need we need to tell each other like you're you know what you are beautiful king you are handsome yes like you you doing your damn thing and but we need that same thing that yes. same energy that we giving y'all we need y'all to reciprocate that shit and let us know that we beautiful too exactly with our bonnet on with the bonnet like, on with girl, my, you look oh, good oh, I don't know you wear that chief chief of, okay my queen let's see for braids underneath this yes. wig but i need you to exactly. let me know that i am beautiful i need me a man to say you need me to oil them for you yes let me rub them feet yes 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 get my it's extra ankles too. all of that <laughs> don't forget the back okay please like <laughs> this big let me know because <laughs> we are trying to give you the same love and that's listen yes the second Deja said this before and i don't know if anybody heard but like you have to provide what you require. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, I Ooh. swear I love that. I love that because you cannot be asking for all these things in the world. And you don't even have half you don't, of Okay, it. you can't ask for everybody to give you peace if you bring the chaos. You can't ask the exactly. society to give you strength and you just giving out everybody's... Yes. Or you want yeah. somebody to bring you up, but you constantly bringing people Gearing down. to tear them down. Yes. God don't bless no mess. Yeah. Ooh. He don't. Oh, you better say that again. God don't bless no mess. Ooh. Girl, I had to snap on that one. That yeah, way, this ain't supposed to, baby. If y'all at home, snap your fingers. No, but that snap is Snap your fingers. Truth. Do you snap? But that's right. why we're here is because we want to talk about these stereotypes in society of what is, I feel like, is gearing to tear down the black, the black community. The black community. You know, I never want to make it, like I said, a thing with just about black women. We're speaking from a black woman perspective. Please Yes, from that. our experience. But we are a collective here. This is a brown and balanced family, okay? This is a collective community for yes. everybody to feel safe including our brothers if you guys yes. need something to talk about you guys didn't always feel loved or beautiful growing up because your skin was too dark they said you look like a crackhead your lips is dry your lips too big listen brothers you are handsome god has made you in exactly how he wanted you to look he is proud of you we are proud of you I know everybody, we may not always say it all the time when we get upset, you little beanhead, but we love you, little Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I was trying to hold back from laughing. Stop laughing. I'm being so serious right no, now. It, it, it's the truth. Black men, they experience it too, they but did. I they think that they don't they don't have a safe space or a community to welcome those type of conversations. It's stuff that they just walk around, you know, like Period. avoiding, especially, you know, our men of, you know, darker, you know, darker colors, you know. They had the light skin, of, dark yeah, skin they, battle too. Yeah, they did. They, they did. still do. They, they, they still, still do. do. They still do. They constantly be 
skin, corny, stuff. dark skin yeah. style. That's rude. Yeah, as they hell. do be they do be saying that, or they be saying like the light skinned dudes is a little bit more sassier, and people oh, be like, I want me a thumb. I don't believe that. I don't discriminate, yeah. y'all. I don't, I don't discriminate. I love all my black men: light skin, caramel, dark skin, all of that. Okay, every shade, albino, everything, all of that. Yes. Ah. Oh. Because at the end of the day, like I said, that one drop rule, we all black. So why we are, are we te- why black. are we gearing to tear down each other when we just need to keep building each other? Yes, I love that you mentioned the um, albinos as well. Because they black too. Yeah. They may, be, they may look like white people because yeah. that's their skin tone, what happens with their melanin. Yeah. yeah, that's all. You know, that was just the melanin. I was that's just on the melanin. How, exactly. But in the end of the day, they are still, they are still black. Treated. And they are so exactly. beautiful. Especially, oh my God, I love to see pictures of them and the little babies. They are so cute. They are. They are so cute. Just black is just beautiful. Man. It is. I don't know how many times we gotta say it, but if you don't get nothing else from this, your black is beautiful. Like we might have to change the name of the episode to that. Like your black is beautiful. Okay, because we see you. Okay, we are you. We see you. Yes, we love y'all. So we gonna talk. Keep like I said, we keep this conversation going because we can go all day. <laughs> we can go all day with this for real. And my next one was Stephanie. I know. I'm always making you I answer know, it first. Girl. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do a little bit better. I was gonna say, why aren't black women celebrated enough? Why do you feel like black women are not celebrated enough? Um, I feel like I guess it kind of boils down to what we were just talking about. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of hard to celebrate a group of women when the entire world is geared down to tearing us apart. Ooh. You know, whether we're tearing each other apart piece by piece by gossiping about the next girl like oh did you see that girl wig did you do like why do we do this why do we do this like i'm gonna just keep it a hundred like i don't even keep people around there like if all we can do is sit Mm -hmm. there and gossip about the next person i don't need that energy Mm -mm. it's no no value in that none and i feel like that's the reason why it's hard to celebrate ourselves because we don't celebrate like how can we say that women aren't celebrated in this world or black women is not mm-hmm. celebrated. We don't celebrate ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't congratulate we don't ourselves. Ce- yeah, we don't celebrate We don't pat ourselves other. on the back to be like, mm-hmm. you know what, you doing your damn thing. Mm-hmm. I know you had a hard week, but you still pushing through. Mm-hmm. You got this. Mm-hmm. Celebrate yourself. That's the most important thing is instead of us worrying so much about the next person mm-hmm. clapping for us, we need to clap for ourselves because we know mm-hmm. the battles that we're going through. No one is ever going to be able to walk in our in our shoes to be like, oh, she going through all of this. Even if they know that you're going through all this because you have been vocal about it or you showing them that you're falling apart, it mm-hmm. is up to you to keep celebrating you. Like, it is up to you to keep bringing yourself out of whatever circumstance that you are in. So the only way I feel like society is going to start celebrating us is if we start celebrating ourselves. It starts mm-hmm. internally. It starts rootedly. It mm-hmm. starts inside of us mm-hmm. to start loving ourselves for who we are. So Asian. I know I kind of like just went in and was, diving. No, that was a really good answer. Man, you've been <laughs> on your big one these oh last couple God. of episodes. But I'm seeing You've really been in your brown bag. Because I, like I love us. I love us so much. And I don't, yeah. I don't want nobody to feel like that goes over their head. Or is mm-hmm. this like, no, I love us for real, for real. Like, I love everything real about bad. us. Re- real bad. Real bad. <laughs> but like, Asian, I mean, why do you think that we're not celebrated enough? Like, honestly, why do you feel like... Mm-hmm. You see what you see in this world about black women or about about mm-hmm. black culture, honestly. Um, I feel like you can't celebrate what you hate. Ooh, say that again. You can't celebrate what you hate. Mm. A lot of people, like we just said, they don't they don't celebrate themselves. A lot of people, you know, they struggle with the identity of being black and really walking in that and being proud about it. You know, even the celebrities, you know, once they get to a certain status, you see a lot of people that may have came from ooh, the hood up. and then they forget ooh, about ooh. it. Yeah, you can't about to hit them. Ooh, <laughs> hold up. You about to hit them with some. Hold up. Not the hold up. Yes, you did. Finger. Girl, you about to hit them athletes. She girl. said you about to go in. You be feeling me girl, coming. I, That's what's so crazy. Let me I, sit up. I be starting off like I ease into uh-uh, it. Though. Let me sit up for this She one. said, go let ahead. me sit up. Mm-mm. Girl, you be throwing me off. I don't even know what a little Girl, you talking about when they get to a certain status oh yeah like i just said you can't celebrate what you don't hate a lot of people like i just said they don't they don't know who they are or at least they don't acknowledge you know who they are and they don't walk in their pride of being black it's a lot of people it's a lot of celebrities for example that will get to a certain status or a certain level in their life and then they forget about where they came from you know they're scared they don't even, you know, take black women with them. They don't even take their friends and their people with them. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? So why do you think mm-hmm. 
I'm going to just speak from like an athletic point of view or a celebrity okay. point of view, okay? In mm-hmm. those type of status calibers, uh-huh. why do you feel like our black men are not taking us with them? Why do you feel like they're leaving us? And mm-hmm. they, their excuses are all the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are too difficult. You mm-hmm. you nag a lot. You always angry. You mad. Mm-hmm. This and the third. But they think that the next woman with the same attitude mm-hmm. is better. Why? Because they think they're going to get prettier children. Mm-hmm. Why do you think yeah. that, though? Literally, it just goes back to what I said because you can't celebrate what you don't hate. If you don't love yourself and you don't love who you are and you're not confident in your skin color, of mm. course you're going to go out and you're going to just try to create something that's more beautiful. But then your child is still black. Now your child is still going to come with those same standards. Say that and now again. the world. The kid's still black, y'all. Kid's still black. <laughs> one <laughs> drop. One drop. Like you just said earlier. And then now you're faced with a situation where your children are coming back home from school because you might have put them in a, a school full of, you know, white people. Now they're dealing with culture shock. Mm-hmm. Now they have mixed people hair, and now they don't know how to deal with it. The mm-hmm. mother Ooh. doesn't know how to deal with Ooh. it because she is not a black woman. Mm. Because you thought that you could just go around it and say, oh, okay, you know, instead, I, of, taking it instead full- of taking a full accountability and just owning it and owning your blackness. But now you still have to be faced with it through your kids, through your seeds, you know. Girl. So that's why I said that you can't you can't celebrate, you know, what you hate. And that's the same thing with, you know, some women as well, you know. Ooh, I hope y'all feeling picking like, up on this. Yeah, feeling like they have to, you know, mate with someone else that looks different than them in order to birth a, you know, more prettier or a more acceptable child yes. to the world. What does that even but, mean? Like, yeah, I don't understand. Why do people that. think but then, but then they don't understand beauty. they don't understand that they're putting a lot of trauma on that child though. Because now that child has to go grow up in the world and the world is not looking at them like, Oh, well, because your mom is white, you know, you're white, you're still black. Do people not realize that mm-hmm. Being biracial or being a mutt or a mulatto or whatever mm-hmm. term you want to use stem from slavery when they kept raping us. Exactly. Did they not know that those children that was born from those white plantation owners mm-hmm. were still in the fields? They were still picking cotton. Do people do people not realize this? And like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not saying this against if you have a preference and you prefer to yeah, date outside their wrong race. With By it, yeah. all means, what we are speaking on is the mm-hmm. people who are dating outside their yeah. race solely based on the fact of, yeah. I'm going to have a prettier child. Yeah. I'm or they're have... just running away from it. Yes. Yeah, they're running away or from their Or they think that they're going to have a better life yeah. because they have a woman who's exotic. What the fuck is exotic? Or they like... feel like they're going to be accepted more. Yes. You know, they feel like when they go into these rooms, the checks is going to be if bigger. If you don't love us, why should anyone else, bro? Exactly. They gon' they gonna respect you more. Shout out to LeBron. He got a black. I respect it's a, that no, man. No, it's a couple. It's, of this, a, it's, it's a, couple. a couple of them. But Denzel, just seeing him, like, it, but how he treat his wife and how they're not always in the media Steve and he the love. love his wife. He love him some Margie. He didn't beat up anybody. Yes, oh. he love him some Margie. Yes, I, I need that energy. Yes. Ooh, that Deville and that Kadeem love. I just man. I don't I don't like that. Our, yes, I don't like that our black culture has told us that dating outside of your race means that this is deemed yeah. more beautiful, or that you're just gonna get a bigger bag though, because a lot of people will feel like oh okay now i have yeah, a they, white I, I feel like now i have a white audience that's even with singers switch over from hip-hop and go to pop yes but i got a well, question started you guys with hip-hop well, let me ask you brothers a question for real though mm-hmm. why when you guys get to that status whether it was a woman who built you up anyway helped mm-hmm. build you mm-hmm. to get to where you're at mm-hmm. why did you feel the need to leave her exactly where she found you mm-hmm. To start a new life with somebody else and take care of them. But you don't want to take care of us. But then we greedy, we needy, we naggy, we 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 dependent. Yeah, like we don't like I'm but confused. This is what... Why did why do you and like I said, this is mm-hmm. you can only answer I this. Can't answer this. Yeah. If you you a brother, that's on No, God. it's just it's just a question I always I sometimes think y'all. about. It's like you complain about not wanting to take care of a woman and the reason why you don't want to be mm-hmm. a black woman is because she nag and she angry, she did, she did, she always got an attitude. But then you go get a Hispanic who who literally act the same exact way, different mm-hmm. skin tone. What what's the difference? And or a Karen that's gonna call the police on you. Okay, who gonna call we ain't even gonna say that word when she get upset. Because you don't even, I, you know what? This is my whole thing. I don't have nothing with dating outside my race. Now have I personally did it? No. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that I'm against it. I'm not. I'm yeah. not against it at all. I just love, love is my, love. Yeah, I just love my black brothers. And the reason why mm-hmm. I do it, 
So that's mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask Deja this next question of why she doesn't date outside her race. <laughs> but like the reason why I haven't yet mm-hmm. is because I've always felt that there was going to be some sort of cultural difference mm-hmm. that I didn't know how to deal with. And mm-hmm. just because I may have found somebody of a different, you know, ethnicity that mm-hmm. maybe we did click, you know, mm-hmm. that's cool. But what if they family and me don't click? What mm-hmm. if they family got internal demons that they do not respect who I am as a person? Mm-hmm. I think about that all the time because people love to be like, oh, yeah, my family not like that. My family cool. You don't know your family. Mm-hmm. You do not know where your family came from on the Mayflower, somewhere else. You don't know what your family had going well, on it before. it just depends, though. I was about to say, based on how that person was raised, yeah. if they raised them, I, you listen, know, with, I have friends. to love I everyone. have friends, and she has explicitly told me mm-hmm. That some people in her family are racist. Mm. Now, would that make me want to openly come over your family's house? No. No, right. I have dealt with that personally, even in high mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. I went over someone's house. Like I said, we're not saying no names. No names. I used to play volleyball, and I went over one of my um, my team players' house. Mm-hmm. Cool as hell, right? Mm-hmm. Cool as fuck. I get over there. We ain't going to talk about what she fed me, but like, we, go, we get over <laughs> Some macaroni. <laughs> Bitch, it was. But... <laughs> Wait, in a pot, she put it in. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. No meat, no protein. Yeah, I was just like, what else we eating? She said, slice of bread and some milk. Anyways, we don't talk about dairy. Girl, she said it in the middle of this. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, that's not funny. Girl, girl, no, she put the whole pot in the (laughs) middle of the table and was like, dig in. Never. And then she got me a cup of milk. Now I do love me. Some I told milk. you it was gonna come with some milk and a slice of bread. That's besides the story. Anyways, okay. the point that I was making is when I went over her house. Now, if me and her are cool, why would I expect anything different, right? Right. Her grandparents and her father mm. were so racist. Mm. When I told you, it made me feel so uncomfortable. And at and mm-hmm. at this tender age, being in high school, you know, being like fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. I didn't really. I knew what it racism was. I'm not saying that I never experienced it because you know we all been followed in art van or you know mm-hmm. little stores stuff like that. You know you all been racially profiled, mm-hmm. but I have never experienced it to that extent where I just felt so uncomfortable that I didn't know if I had to fear for my safety. Mm. And what I mean by that is it turned from them having a you know pulling her to the side. I stayed in the in the room or whatever, and her father was like, "Who is that black girl in my house?" Wow. And then her grandma, you know. Oh, I don't want no nigger in my house. Wow. Now, I'm going to tell you the killer part, y'all. I felt like her parents was geared to tearing down all of her friends because all her friends primarily was a person of color. Mm-hmm. This girl is with a black man now and has a black child. What had to happen with her family? They had to make some changes because right. if you wanted her, you had, you had to love that child who was black now. Right. Wow. Girl, that's a crazy story. I think we. Oh, I called my mama. Y'all don't even know. I called my mama real quick. Once I heard nigger. Sorry, you had to experience. I mean, I've been called nigger a lot. Like, I didn't heard that word so many times. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, I'm not justifying it in no shape or way, Mm -hmm. you know? But at that moment, Mm -hmm. I knew. I knew. I knew I had to I had to realize my surroundings and I had yeah. to be consciously aware. You had to be conscious, yeah. Consciously aware to not make no sudden moves, not to upset nobody, and just mm-hmm. get the fuck on. Yeah. I just tell, get I, out of there. Like I said, the worst thing about mm-hmm. that I, I fear the most for us as mm-hmm. black people is being somewhere at, at the wrong place in the wrong time. Yeah. That is my biggest fear because it is a underlying blessing to always make it home. Yeah. Always. We never know. You yeah. know, and when I told you I called my mom so quick and she got there fast as hell when I told them what they said. Wow. Oh, my mama don't play that. And yeah. I, she wanted yeah, to have I a conversation with them. Pulled up so fast. Yes. She <laughs> wanted to have a conversation. I was just like, it ain't even worth it because I didn't want that to escalate to something else and to the point mm-hmm. where we didn't make it home. Yeah, because it could have went that way. Um, I don't know what anybody has in their house. I don't know what anybody has at all. Exactly. You know, because people try to justify any any type of emotions to mm-hmm. do anything to anybody and. Not today, baby. Not not today, Satan. I'm gonna say that right. Not today, devil. He ain't catch me that day. We still here. My grandma had experience that when we both did when we had first moved to um, Illinois, the city that Illinois? we stayed in. Mm-hmm. It was called Lansing, Illinois, and I'll never forget. Like it was like the second day of us staying there, we were uh, on our way to like walk to a library, and while we were walking, these guys had drove past in a car and they rolled down their windows and they yelled out "niggers." And they threw some cups while we were walking. Yeah. The house that we lived in, uh, that I stayed with my friend, it was so bad. It was these guys that stayed around the corner from us. They were black. Mm. Um, Parents was very wealthy, too. One of the guys, his mom was a lawyer. But we stayed in like a... um, 
the the houses was really nice the whole community it was really nice but the house that we stayed in their backyard was like open to where you see it the minute that they seen like it black ain't had no people, gate yep okay. the minute that they seen black people moving in they had like you know cover all of that and they didn't they put want, that privacy gate up yeah they didn't want black people over there so bad that when we would have our friends over that stayed around the corner you know that was other black boys they would call the police and say that we were disturbing the peace and they would tell them to go back home. When the black boys would be playing basketball over there, and that's so crazy that I never told you that. Um, There was a park right there. We and A lot of the black boys would be playing basketball. The police would come over there sometimes too and break it up and say that you guys are being too loud or go back home. Can't even enjoy your own community. Can't even frolic. That's crazy. Can't even just be a child. I want us to frolic all day, every day. We should. And it's so crazy because it's like, they live here. They're a part of this community just as well as everyone else. You know, why should we feel like we can't have company anymore? You know, it would be scary to me because I never experienced that. So I remember dating my boyfriend in high school. And sometimes, you know, we would be a little bit nervous, like walking back and forth, you know, like from his house, because I would be concerned for him. And he'd be like, oh, okay, I got this. I'm about to go back home. But it's like, I don't know at any moment, you know, what can happen to you on your way back home because of the community that we live in, you know, when you're by yourself or if they're watching you. Wrong place, Yes, wrong place, wrong time. I'm a firm believer that that's just scares. I swear to God. It scares me. That's probably one of my biggest fears is being in a wrong place. I'm just fearful for black men in general. I'm for black people. Black people, yes, black people. I'm, I'm, yes, because because too many of us is getting sex trafficked. It's just too many of us dying in general. Girl. I'm always concerned because I feel like it's really sad when you are in a position to like for the people that do. Yeah. They make it out of the hood because you gotta do you gotta worry about all of these people that's in your community that hate you and they wanna kill yeah. you and they jealous of you only for you to make it out of that place and then you end up getting killed by a white police officer or you end up making it out of that and you get killed over some nonsense. And it's like I escaped that to, you know, die here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's scary. It's sad. I don't know. I'm so sorry, y'all. Sometimes our conversations be taking, you know, these deep turns, but you know, we just try to be vulnerable on this podcast and just, you know, tell you guys about some of the experiences that we have gone through. And it's sad to even say because this stuff was not that long ago when we was in high school. That was not that long ago. Stuff was in like twenty twelve. That was not that long ago. It's It's sad. And a lot of this stuff can always this is it's happening again it's still happening it, i mean at the end of the day i don't know if it will ever actually really stop and this is crazy i was not even expecting to talk about this but i had posted this on my facebook of course only one person liked it did what? you hear about the um affirmative action has been reversed from the supreme court and you know affirmative action is to protect us like if you are yeah, when, you know so filling wait. out your college application for example and you select that you're black exactly that's supposed to prevent you from getting discriminated against so now when you put on your school application you know when you select your race now even with a job you're not protected they can say i don't want to hire this person because they're black they reverse that the supreme court has reversed that we are going back we're gonna we're gonna be honest they may have done that but at the same time they've been throwing our applications out They've been throwing it out. They look at your if, name. If, Tanisha? If it didn't matter I, of what race I was, ethnicity, I you would never ask it. It would never mm-hmm. be on the application. I'm going to keep that shit 100. The reason why I get jobs is probably based on my name. Mm-hmm. My name is Stephanie. You don't mm-hmm. know what I am. Right. Based on how I talk, you would never know because I got impeccable customer service, y'all. Y'all mm-hmm. never know. But I'm not going to lie. On all my applications, I don't never put black. The reason why is because once I They don't need black, to know. It's not your business. It don't matter. I put two or more races. Yep. Me too. That's all I do because at the end of the day, we all mixed anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm not I put lying. two or more races. And, but well. at the end of the day, it's not your. It's not your. But that should not even be on the application. Exactly. If y'all gonna reverse something, reverse that question from being on college applications and being on job applications. Yes. Why because was that it shouldn't even, even be? That shouldn't even be a question of concern. That what has nothing to do with my work like, ethic. That has, that has nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with the value that I'm going to bring to your company in my experience yeah, because again. of what I look like. That is wild to me. Y'all reverse an affirmative action, the but thing that know, was designed to protect us. You need to take that off of applications in general. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. We're not protected in any way. We're not protected. Any Anytime that they act like they did us a favor, mm-hmm. even though we're all humans, we all have human rights, mm-hmm. 
oh, we gave you affirmative action. Oh, we gave you this. We gave no, mm-hmm. no. We had to fight for everything that we segregation. We like we, we had to fight for everything. We it's not fighting. like God did this for us. Like it's twenty. Our ancestors and our 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 parents, our children, our children's children. Like we're still. This is an ongoing so battle. You didn't tell me when you get ready to fill out an application for Millie to go to a preschool or a it's school. Gonna ask what they color can, she they're is. gonna ask what color she is, and then they can deny her application. Because oh, because they, they met their quota. They met their quota for that the month. That is sad. They met their quota. We have to realize that we are just a quota in all these systems. Mm-hmm. They get a tax write-off for that. We are a quota in our employment. It's not that mm-hmm. many. In my company itself, it's probably over 500 employees and maybe, possibly, maybe about 3 to 5% is probably of African-American. That's it. But they say that they want everything to be internally to keep, so we can keep rising and above and they're not hiring us. They're not, they, they're, this is, they're consciously putting us in this position to keep us where we're at. That's the bottom line. And we have to be consciously aware, but we have to be consciously aware that because of where we at is why Mm -hmm. we have to fight so hard, why we have to keep going, why we Mm -hmm. have to keep striving to educate ourselves and our minds, our bodies, our spirits, to know that we are above all it is. We are greater than what they are telling us that we are. Yeah. We don't, like I said, we don't even be expecting our conversations to take these deep turns. I just be like so this, passionate but, about us because it's like, yes. who else is ta- who, who else, else is speaking for yeah, us? Yeah, who else is speaking for us? Who else are having these, you know, tough conversations? And we said that, you know, when we first started this podcast, that's why we named it the Brown and the Balance, you know, podcast because we are all still trying to have a balance and we want to acknowledge, you know, our brown people, not even just black people, just all people, you know, like different minorities, mm-hmm. you know, because this does not just affect black people. Right. It affect it affects other minorities as well, you know, and it's so crazy. It's it's almost like we just like by ourselves in this, and it's like, do y'all not understand that this is not just affecting us? It's affecting you guys as well, other minorities. Yeah, because all like, the every other minorities, like like she said, has a whole bunch of stereotypes. Yes. Now we identifying our black stereotypes. Yeah, but, but there is a lot of stereotypes, yep. and a lot of us do it to people without even noticing that we are doing it. You know, so it can be yes, it can be very offensive. No, oh, yeah, I definitely, and like I said, I know I have stereotyped someone unintentionally. I, yeah, unintentionally, you know. But I'm acknowledging that, you know, because I'm still learning and I'm still growing, and I never want to offend someone else, right. you know, just because they don't, they're not the same race as me, you know, and right. just automatically assume. Right. I, if if anything, honestly, when I meet people from different cultures and different uh, races, you know, I learn so much stuff. Never forget, I uh, used to work with this girl, um, every girl, at one of my old jobs, and I thought that we were not going to have anything in common. Like, I just automatically assumed, like, I'm not going to talk to her. She's probably not going to talk to me. End up being the coolest person I ever met, and we figured out that we had so much stuff in common. Like, the way that we grew up. That's because y'all realized y'all were humans. Yes. And that we're the same. We're two different. We're we're two different, you know, races. But our people have experienced some of the yeah. same things. You know, I just automatically assumed though, like you know, stereotyped her, like oh, she, her her family probably got money. She probably don't need this job. You know, she probably just doing this because of this, that, and third. Then once I talked to her and I got her story, I'm just like, wow, we are like literally, we the same. We just two different races. You know, two different people. It's beautiful when you actually find like a connection though, like yeah, and find that you guys have something in common though. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. You got to look past that, though. You can't just automatically assume, you know, yeah. and stereotype That's people why you and racial profile. Listen, you assume, you make an ass out of yourself. Every time. <laughs> I got that from my mama. <laughs> she used to say that, and I'd be like, what the hell that mean? Mm-hmm. But now I'd be like, oh. Or what's the other saying that they be saying? A hard head makes a soft ass. Get the molasses out your asses. I still don't get that part, though. A I don't. hard head, make a soft ass. Like, who came up with that? I don't know. I know, I know, I know somebody, Grandma did. Like, who? They just you, used to you be saying stuff. You I'm going to ask Nana. Yeah. She's going to be like, why are you cussing? I'm going to get popped. <laughs> <laughs> you not going to get me popped on purpose. <laughs> okay, so um, I definitely did want to address the four uh, stereotypes Ooh, about girl, black women. I'm going to just name them, and then I'm going to just let us just go with the flow. So, uh, apparently... There's four, like, major, there's multiple stereotypes, of course, but four major stereotypes about black women. Okay. So, I'm going to go through them, explain them, and then, you know, we could touch on it. The first one being the mammy. The mammy is, um, 
like a reinforced woman, the woman that carries the barrier of all hardships. She's always giving. She's always like the head of the household, cooking, cleaning, never getting the opportunity to share her emotions, just trying to be strong for the family. That's mm-hmm. the mammy. A lot of those. Yep. A lot of those. A lot of our grandmas have been those and their moms our and moms. their moms. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then number two is the angry black woman. I hate that. The angry black woman that's super independent. They say um, emasculates other black men, always saying that they don't need a man. I really hate that one. We're going to get that. into it, though, y'all. Oh, girl. Number that. three was the Jezebel. Everything is always over-sexualized with us. I believe that, though. And four, the greatest threat to the black community, a single black woman household that has no resources. Ooh, girl. I hope you guys took those in. I hope y'all took those in too. If they making you feel some type of way, then you in the wrong podcast. The wrong podcast. Exit right now. Get up out of here. Get up out of here. I ain't gonna lie. That that (laughs) that stereotype of being an angry black woman just that one should really make me. Number one and number two. Just saying it, I ain't even feel comfortable saying it. I'm like the mammy. I got offended saying that. I just hate that. You know the reason. I'm a ooh. I'm gonna start off with that angry because I'm gonna tell you why you it bothers start off me. On that one. Mm-hmm. It bothers me is because it's basically like telling us that you're invalidating our feelings. Yeah, that is that we are not allowed to feel any type of emotion, whether yeah. it's sadness, happiness, mm-hmm. ups, you know, hate, anger, jealousy. Like you're mm-hmm. telling us that we can't do this, mind mm-hmm. you. We're we not are, allowed to feel. Yes, like we already mm-hmm. do this subconsciously within ourselves mm-hmm. but now society is already now is telling us that when you are vocal about your feelings now you are labeled as an angry black woman because you're unapproachable we can't talk to you you're irrational and it's like mm-hmm. damn that woman is just passionate about how she feels and now you're telling her that she can't be passionate that's Jesus. the same thing about being in a professional setting i work mm-hmm. in a corporate setting talk I, about it i don't get a chance to, about to get deep on because y'all. i've been in corporate for years now and mm-hmm. we don't get a same. chance to be emotional emotions mm-hmm. and being any black type of emotions, don't go together. Any type of emotions Nothing. is automatically unapproachable. Yeah, unapproachable. You You're angry. Tone. You your tone. Ooh. Ooh. Listen, Jesus. let me tell you this right now. They have ways of tearing us down without us mm-hmm. being super conscious about it. But if you are very mindful and you understand and you're aware of your blackness, mm-hmm. then you pick up on a lot of things. Yeah. That's just like I had a one on one. You said it in the I last did. episode. I just I wanted did. to say it real quick mm-hmm. when you just said being aware. Because you said to be uh, aware is to be conscious. Yeah. Like pretty much to be woke is yeah. to be aware because you of gotta, what's, what's you, happening. You have to understand. Yeah. You have to. And it's not you taking things personally. It's mm-hmm. just you reading it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You're taking those cards that you're dealt with. Mm-hmm. Whenever people use that terminology of us having tones, that's the same, That's equivalent to you saying that I sound black. Mm-hmm. That I sound angry. that I sound like I, I have an like, attitude. Yes. I sound ignorant, and it's mm-hmm. it's your nice way, mm-hmm. professionally trying to tell me that mm-hmm. I need you to tone your blackness down yes. because now it's coming across on these phones. Yeah, because now your tone is is not super friendly. It's yeah. not approachable. How can you tell if somebody's irref- smiling on the phone? It's interfering with the way that the company. Yeah, we want to make the, sure the that members are comfortable and mm-hmm. it's e- you're easy to work with. What does that mean? I've easy never to been work with, ne- girl. I can keep going about this because being emotional yeah, and being we, black. Yeah, we just have to make that a um, a conversation girl, as well. Being you know, professional and about, black. Who? Yeah, what? Yeah, we can just have that as a whole separate I hate, conversation. I hate, that. I hate yeah. that for us because black women, please do not invalidate your feelings. Do not allow society and everybody around you to make you feel mm-hmm. like you are being dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about that you're doing yes, too much. exactly. That you have because an Because that could be a trigger of it yours. Is. An emotional that's, response. You know, that's instilling PTSD mm-hmm. in somebody to let them know that your feelings don't matter, that you should mm-hmm. never speak about it. So mm-hmm. now what happens internally? Yeah. Now you're holding all that in. Now you're carrying all these burdens and all yeah, these now feelings. now you feel like and you don't have an it's outlet. It's literally yeah. coming with you. It is literally a baggage now. Now yeah. it's a burden. Your feelings and your emotions have become a burden because society is telling you that when you express yourself, mm-hmm. now you are an angry black woman and we don't want to deal with you. Yeah. And what happens? Now our brothers are saying that we're angry black women. Instead of acknowledging our mm-hmm. feelings and acknowledging our hurt and our pain and mm-hmm. shit that we go through, now you're deeming us as unapproachable, mm-hmm. nagging, mm-hmm. oh, you complain too much. Like, damn, I'm just expressing how I feel. Mm-hmm. Now what? Like I said, just the brown and balance, y'all. So when another <laughs> race is talking about mm-hmm. how they feel, prime example, if it was two black women in a um, corporate office, they was both having bad days same circumstances okay 
Both of them are crying. One black girl and one white girl. Who do you think they approached first? The white girl. Of course. And what did they ask her? Are you okay? Do are you, you need okay? to take the day do off? Do you need to go home? No, what do you What's think they on? said to the black girl? They said, um, you know, you're you're at work right now. You need to try to keep your feelings and your personal life separate. If mm-hmm. you're unable to do that, then maybe mm-hmm. this isn't the right job for you. Oh, yeah, that's the first thing. This might not be the right fit for you. You have too much going on. Every time you come in here, it's something you're going upset. On. You're, you're always upset. emotional. Yep. Like we don't, we yeah. we we don't even know how to approach you or and what to say to you because you're like to take, a taken time bomb. Yeah, jobs need to take that into consideration. But you know, it's crazy when you were just talking about the angry black woman and like how black men are unable to deal with it. It it definitely just stems Stick, into number triggered. one though, mammy. No, like the mammy. Oh, because we take yeah. care of everything. Yeah, because we take care of everyone and. You know, like I just said, that's the woman that's always like the head of the household, the one that's always, you know, just going fighting so many battles, but nobody sees her. Nobody Mm -hmm. acknowledges her. Nobody says, hey, do you need some help with that? How are you feeling today? Are you okay? You know, so the mammy is the one that's just been carrying all of this trauma, all Mm -hmm. of this years of, of physical abuse, of her man cheating on her, of her kids, you know, not acknowledging her, still working and taking care of these children and still having to be okay and still present in front of the world like i'm okay i'm okay no i'm not having a bad day no i'm not gonna let anybody see me cry Mm. because i don't want to lose my job out of fear of you're an angry black woman you have a tone and we need you to tone it down we need you to tone it down like no yeah listen i'm gonna tell you right now if anybody ever tells you you have a tone you correct them every time and you ask for them to elaborate because you want to know what happens when you ask people to elaborate? They ain't got shit to say after that. They don't have a real response to it. They you know? don't because they don't want their true colors to come out. They don't want nobody to see them for who they really are and how they really think of see you. I never forget one time when um, the father of my child, when he used to work at a bank, and he told me that his uh, manager, which was, you know, uh, a was, white colleague as well, okay. he had bought in some uh, chicken. He was like, oh, you got some chicken? He was like, yeah, uh, my girlfriend made some big chicken. Really? I thought only black people ate fried chicken. That's not that, I'm going to tell you this right now. That's, that's passive offensive. aggressive. That's passive aggressive. That's passive aggressive. That's and then you're putting a stereotype, you know, on Oh, it's a lot. No. Yeah, just, I'm going to piggyback off of that because there's a lot of that out here. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that all of us and everyone listening has dealt with that in some type of moment or some capacity where someone has said something very offensive and thought it was funny because they thought mm-hmm. they were trying to be culturally accepted. Yeah, like but that's whole, why you wait, need to on. make sure that Bye, you are... Felicia. Oh, that's not... They used to do that that's a lot true. at our school. Yes. At our school that we went to, our middle school, they used to do that all the time. And, and never knew where that it came was from. So funny. Not funny. Didn't never watch the movie and uh, just be saying, Bye, Felicia. Or, oh, girl, you got an attitude. Oh, child. Ooh. Yeah. Like, hold y'all, on, y'all. y'all. don't even know. Oh, my goodness. Girl, but that, but that's even what, but that's even when we make certain jokes too about other races. You don't understand how that may come across or how that makes someone feel. You know, so it's super important that you acknowledge that and that you just yes. also do your own research yes. and that you just acknowledge people for who they are and maybe where they are. You know, everybody is not ready to, you know, receive that, you know, from, you know, from you, you know, it's not a joke to them. It's not funny to them. It's very sensitive. Yes. And instead of just automatically assuming, just maybe ask questions. You know, I have had the opportunity to be able to be friends with other people from outside races and learn stuff from one another, yes. because instead of assuming, I will ask a question like, like, hey, if I'm overstepping my boundaries, you know, please correct me. But I just want to know why did you feel comfortable saying this or, you know, teach me about your culture, you know, so I can understand. So when I'm in a room, you know, full of different people, I know how to show up yes. without offending someone be or without pro- feeling like me walking in a room is offensive Girl, okay. because I'm a black, confident woman. Ooh, and you know what? That confidence is is. It's it's a blessing, and, and that's what angry. It's a confident woman. It is it's not it's anger. A confident. It's a confident. Woman. It's a woman who knows what she, she wants. knows what she, she knows, wants, and yep. she's passionate about how she feels. Yes, and, and she's able to per- express it. Yes, yes. Instead of just settling, when they say Ooh. like, "Oh, she's independent. She doesn't need anyone." Girl, no, she knows what she needs. We changing you know? the narrative. Yeah, we're if not anybody, the mammies anymore. Listen, we so are changing the narrative. If anybody ever mm-hmm. calls us an angry black woman, we gonna take that as a compliment. We gonna take that as a compliment. Thank you. I am a strong, confident woman. Yes, I am. I know what I want. I'm very opinionated because I have feelings and passion about things. I'm not just going to let you just feed my mind negativity. Mm -hmm. The blind leading the blind. No. Yeah. No. 
I will not let you lead me to a yeah, strength. I will not accept that term anymore. No. I love that we just said that. I will no longer accept I'm that not. term. That, the angry that term black is gone. Woman. No, it's gone. We canceling it. Cancel. It's canceled. It's done. It's done. After this episode, everybody, this all episode, of us collectively need to cancel that term. Cancel that term. Angry black angry woman. Black woman. There is no such thing as that. Woman. Yeah. If somebody Ooh. tells you that, there is no such thing as that. Like, wait, where did you get that term from? Okay, because I'm sorry. I thought you said confident. I'm sorry. I thought you said speak up for myself. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you said brave. I thought you said courage. I, I thought, thought you, you said, said brave ambitious. about myself. Hold on. Yeah. Like, excuse me. I love myself. I know who I am. I am very self-aware of who I am. Okay. You I am not going to anything. settle for anybody talking mm. to me, you know, crazy. Whether that's in the workplace, whether that's in a personal relationship, you don't get the opportunity to talk to me what? like that. You don't get the opportunity to make me feel less than, to make me feel like I'm not as superior as everyone else, okay. as my colleagues or as the mm. next woman. No, I know what I want. I'm not going to settle. Okay. We're not accepting that term anymore. We're not. Why? Because we all have humanness. And just like I told my boss, I said, well, I apologize for being human, but I thought we all were. Mm-hmm. And you know what he said? Not a damn thing. He said, no, no, I'm not saying that you want, I want you to change yourself. <laughs> no, that's basically what you're telling me. If you're telling me about my tone, you're telling mm-hmm. me being passive aggressive about how I am and my mm-hmm. personality, that's you telling me about my blackness without you trying to understand my blackness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh, girl. Ooh. This has been an amazing episode. <laughs> Every time we have all of Changed these questions. The narrative. We, Ooh, change that's the what narrative. Changing yeah. the narrative. Changing the narrative. Changing the narrative. Ooh. Of oh, brown beauty. Yes. Because we Changing are all beautiful. Changing the narrative. Yes. We are all beautiful. Listen, brothers, sisters, we see you every day. We, we value you. you. We see you. We love you. We yes. acknowledge you. Your black is beautiful. It is okay to be confident. It is okay to be loud about it. It's okay to be loud about it with your hair, yes. with your clothes, with your skin. All oh, of it. Little black girl, keep correcting them every time they get your name. Every off. time. Little black boy, keep Can correcting them. Can I just call them. you Deja? No, no, that's not it's my name. It's Asia. Correct them so every time. Don't let them shorten your name. Don't let them give you some Don't stupid ass nickname. You, some abbreviation. So, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember that. I'm it sorry. Does not sound like a you problem. Sound like a you problem. Better learn how sound to pronounce like a you problem. Timothy. <laughs> okay, because if I can say your name and I'm yeah. learning to say your name appropriately mm-hmm. or correctly, you can do the same. That's nothing but common courtesy. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's respect. It is. It's a level of respect. And, I, and this is ooh. not to bash, you know, other people. It's literally just to bring awareness to what we have gone through and to maybe what other people have gone through. This is just a conversation. You know, I feel like some people take things so literal sometimes, but we're just talking about our experiences. And at the end of the day, we just want to be able to educate other people because our goal, although this is the Brown and Balanced community, we want to, you know, share this experience with everyone. We yeah. want to invite all races you know into this community because this is a safe space for everyone because they may have gone through the same things you know and i will never invalidate someone else's experience and say oh you don't understand what i'm going through because i'm this color i don't know what type of stereotypes that you may have experienced or how uncomfortable you may be when you go into a room full of black people i don't want you to feel like that i want you to feel safe i want you to feel welcome to come to the barbecues You Girl, have to you, acknowledge you that though. It's not just always about us. Ooh, I want you to learn how to do the Tamiya dance with us. You know, all of that. I need to learn the Tamiya dance. I know, I need to learn it too. I don't even know why I said that. I, need to learn I ain't it even invited to the black barbecue <laughs> wait, myself. Wait. I keep stepping on everybody's toes. I need to learn how to play spades. Oh, I don't know how to play spades. Ooh, don't revoke me. Ooh. Don't be me. Y'all don't cancel us. Y'all gonna be like, y'all did all that talk about being black and being aware and cultured. No, no, but that comes spades. down to our, our backgrounds of who teaching us. Exactly. Because my grandma raised me. My grandma wasn't playing no spades. My grandma was in a church praying. We okay. was at a revival. Period, we, was at, we was at the shut-ins, baby. When nobody, <laughs> when nobody playing no cards. We was in there playing with them Bibles. Amen. No, Amen. like I really legit had to be in shut-ins. Like I don't know if any of you guys grew up in church or ever had to be in a shut-in. No, I did that before. A shut-in is literally a sleepover at the church. You mm. are there all night and everybody is praying. Mm. So I would grab me a good old pew and go to sleep. I don't want to sleep on them pews. I'm church ladies be farting on them pews. They do stink a little bit. They be hot too. They be hot. You be knowing. <laughs> okay. 
That's the one. But see, I, we had the ones that was like the wood pews, though. Oh, those you had the ones. No, you had the ones that must have had the fabric where it, the, where it hold the smell. Mm, Ooh, and they changed the colors a couple times. I was like, yeah, they got. Now a they changed the colors. Got a little funk on it. Got, listen, y'all. Yo, that is funny. But like That's I said, we wanted to keep the con- the conversation going. <laughs> so we really do appreciate you guys tuning back into another yes. episode with us. And like like you just say all the time, drop us, leave us a view, follow us on social media on Instagram and on Facebook at the Brown and Ballast Podcast. We do follow back. Please keep an update with us and, and stay tuned with us. Like, come on, man. Yes, like I said before, y'all are quiet family, but we definitely want to connect <laughs> with you guys. We have some exciting things, so you have to stay tuned. You have to continue to listen to these episodes because we got something cooking up special, you know, for our listeners that's been listening. Like you said before, talking about our little tag or whatever, we can't reveal it just now, but just know that something is in the works for you guys. So continue to keep the conversation going. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. We love you. Right, bye. bye.